What's up, my fellow Blurds? This is Brandon Calloway, founder of Dark Moon Comics, writer and creator of Black Spartans Manga, and welcome back to another episode of Black Comic Creators. This is a podcast where we talk to Black comic creators and Black manga creators from all across the country and learn a little bit more about what inspired them, learn about their work, about the comics and the manga that they're putting out, uh, and just their overall business in general, how they went about building it and and uh, what makes it fun for them. So hold on tight as we dive into this creative world of Black excellence. Hope you're ready. All right, welcome to another episode of Black Comic Creators. We have a special guest today. We got Brian Lambert, founder of Wingless Comics, writer of Justice and Nightfall. Uh, Brian, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. How you doing, everybody? I'm Brian Lambert. Obviously, um, as Brandon said, I'm the writer of a comic book called Justice about a fallen angel, excuse me, a descended angel who comes down to earth and finds out very quickly that the line between heaven and hell isn't so black and white. I am also the writer of our current miniseries, five-part miniseries crossover with Constant Hustle Comics uh, entitled Nightfall, where our heroes get together together basically to stop the uh, ancient mythological god Apep um, from resurrecting. So it's a big epic uh, story. And, and uh, obviously with Wingless Comics, we love doing that. Um, and with the Umbrella Corporation, Wingless Entertainment, um, we love just telling real expansive, big, huge stories. I started um, as a novelist and I released my first novel in 2017, um, Ascension, the Crucian Saga, book one, which uh, is on Amazon right now. And slowly I crossed over into comics. It's something I've always wanted to do. Um, so I've been blessed and fortunate enough to be able to found Wingless Comics and, and get a bunch of uh, independent creators to join in with me. And, and we have this creator owned imprint that, that obviously I love. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up, man. So how did you go about, cause like, like you said, you were doing novels first. Uh, what, what, what was the journey like to get into to actually, you know, going from novels to, to comics? Was it was it an easy transition for you? Was it a challenge? I, I mean, a, a lot of people out there, you know, think about making their own comics, but, you know, a, a lot less of them actually end up doing yeah. it. So uh, so how how was that journey for you? Um, I think that. I think, okay, so the mechanics of it are more difficult than people think the mechanics of writing a novel and writing a comic book are completely different. Mm -hmm. So like that part of it was, I had to learn, I had to study, I had to do some research, things like that. Um, also, you know, getting together your, because a, a novel you're dependent on yourself besides maybe your cover artist right. um, and your editor. Uh, so with writing comics, you're dependent on more people. You're dependent on a good illustrator. You're dependent on a good letterer. You're dependent on all these, a good colorist. You're dependent on all these other things. So um, it becomes, after you finish writing the script part of it, which again is a mechanic you have to learn, um, it becomes like project management, right? Cause you gotta, right. hey, you gotta get with the artist and then, hey man, are you almost done with these pages? Like what's up, you gotta, you know, check in to make sure things are going right. Oh, it, this looks right, change this, change that. Uh, and then you do the same thing with the colorist and then you do the same thing with the letterer and your editor is gonna do the same thing with the script. So um, 
comic book writing is one part creativity, another part uh, project management, and then publishing is a, a completely different part because then that becomes marketing and business. Yep. Uh, so for me, thankfully, the transition wasn't that difficult because one, uh, I like to call it like the heyday or the wild west of Facebook, like where you could yeah. actually, there was a little bit more interconnectivity where you could just reach out to an artist and then they were there, you know what I mean? Or, or you could be in a group and you see all these posts, a lot of things that you don't see now because of the algorithm or whatever. So finding an artist wasn't all that difficult um, because there are so many talented people out there. Right. I'm thankful that my bachelor's degree is in creative writing. So that really helped because I had a base and a background in both. Mm-hmm. And my master's degree is in business. So again, it helped like the, the, the pieces that I unknowingly put in place just in my life steered me towards it, which was great. Uh, so it, it wasn't without its perils. It's not without its perils. It's still difficult. It's still things that you have to overcome. There's still things you have to do and things you have to learn. But uh, for me specifically, it was just a little bit easier because I had a little bit of a background in it. But Google is, was, and will always be my best friend. Right. right, um, right. You've got to do the research. You've got to put in the work um, and got to realize that this is not um, an inexpensive hobby. Right. Some people take this as like a hobby. Hobbies cost $100, you know what I mean? Like per shot, 200 per shot, yeah. 500 per shot if you're doing like sneakers, you know what I mean? Like certain things. Right. Uh, but you're also getting that resale value on something like sneakers. Comic mm-hmm. books, the profit margins on comic books aren't that. You have to have a passion and a love for telling stories a certain way in order to continue with comics and to want to do it and for the money that you expend to make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the... Like, I definitely agree with that. And I think the, like the process just got, has to be fun for you, you know, yeah. like you, you, you can't, if you go in thinking, Oh, I'm going to take this, you know, thousand dollars and flip it into 10, you know, maybe, but you might, you might, you know, lose, you probably will lose. Right. Money. Uh, and, and so, cause I know when I started, I, I went in thinking that like, I, you know, I, I'm going to spend money on this. Like I would spend money on video games. Cause it's fun for me to see this. Uh, yeah. to have this idea and, and see it see it come to life so i definitely i definitely feel you feel you on that uh tell us a little bit more about justice though like what who is the tell us about the character about the 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 story and and how you how you came up with it and and you know uh what it is so so justice is um well one justice is one of my favorite characters obviously um just in general of anything that i write um it's an exploration of of belief and not not necessarily faith, right? It's like, what do you believe? Mm -hmm. Um, Justice is a character, literally, um, he's an archangel who's, you know, been at the side of the creator, you know, on and on and on, right? And then he comes down to earth and he believes one thing because he's, he's seen this one thing. He's seen paradise. He's been in the, you know, the greatest place ever you could imagine. And then he comes down to earth. So it really is like a Dante's Inferno Mm -hmm. of him coming down. Like if you're in paradise, what is, what is earth? What is, what is our, you know, realm, it's hell, you know what I mean? Like, right, it's, right. because there's so many things going on. So um, it, it's a test of what he believes. Um, and it's not, so I've, I've had to answer this question a couple of times. It's not a faith-based comic. It is a comic that's based in Christian mythology. So I do use a lot of the framework of Christianity because I'm dealing with an angel character, mm-hmm. but it's not about converting people to what I believe or what someone else is, what someone else believes or whatever. It's, um, it, it's a comic that is, on its face, um, an exploration of ideas. So 
we wouldn't call Spawn a faith-based comic, right? Even though right. it deals with heaven, hell, the devil, blah, 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 blah. Never. No one in their, in their right. mind would ever say it is. Justice is the same way in terms of it's dark, it's gritty. Um, it deals with these this iconography that we have with Christianity. But in the larger wingless universe, um, it, uh, it opens up everything, right? It opens up um, mythology so we can go into Greek, Norse, Egyptian, uh, Yoruba, Mm -hmm. uh, we can go into the Fae and dealing with all these different things that are really um, expansive and robust. And honestly, Black people haven't really um, been allowed to tap into in a mainstream format. We yeah. obviously there are tales and stories where we deal with that stuff and we do it on our own. Um, and it's always like independent, quote unquote. It's always that kind of a thing. Um, and we never get to kind of marry these ideas. Justice is my way of being able to marry some of these things that I love. Like I grew up on Arthurian legend. Of course I did. Like this is what we're taught in school. I grew up on Greek mythology. I grew up um I grew up reading, you know, A Midsummer Night's Dream. I grew up reading all these things and, and I have a love for them. But as I got older, I also wanted to expand that again into the, you know, our African roots and into Egyptian and into other continents that have just such a rich history of things. Um, also a unifying factor for like human beings in general is religion. Uh, and it doesn't matter what religion, because if you line up 10 religions, right, and you put their like top 20 tenets of whatever the religion is, you're going to have 15 of them that match up with right. each other, right? Like right. the majority of things match up, right? So, um, so again, it's, it's an exploration of that, of like, how much is that duality of like, we're right and they're wrong, but then they're on the other going like, no, we're right and they're wrong. You know, right. I, I think it's a very uh, interesting dichotomy. Yeah, um, that, and, and so I get to, um, I get to explore that through a character that is not necessarily a fish out of water, mm -hmm. but has to gain new perspective completely from this is what I thought everything was. I was wrong. Right. Yeah. And this is, this is, this is the new reality. So um, justice is all about that. Also, uh, you know, kicking demons ass and, and fighting right, vampires right, right. and werewolves and right. doing all the fun stuff. Right. Like yeah. um, beyond all the high minded ideals, I like doing the fun stuff too. And it's pretty cool to see um, a character kind of come off, come out of my head and come off of the page um, and embody some pretty cool aspects of, of humanity for lack of better words. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. When, when you were, when you were, you know, sitting down and writing justice and, you know, uh, expanding and even in, in you know, uh, with what you're doing with Nightfall and, and get just expanding the whole whole world and universe and stuff. Like, what did you did you have any uh, any other creators, of, whether they be mainstream, other indie creator, like other inspirations that that may have uh, uh, not necessarily led you to to do this, but just I don't know, spark some creativity from from you uh, related to. Well, yeah i mean of, of course man well so okay if i don't say you know joseph milton i just mentioned you know dante's inferno if i don't say milton then i'm lying to everybody in the universe right yeah. um also like i said i mentioned spawn if i don't say todd mcfarland like i'm lying to everybody in the universe uh frank miller um his oh i like saying i make the distinction old frank miller i don't necessarily like contemporary frank frank miller but old mm -hmm. frank miller um his writing style mark wade was a big influence the entire like 90s x-men and image comics was a was a big influence mm -hmm. excuse me um i don't think that there's a black creator out here especially a writer that wasn't influenced by Dwayne mcduffie um 
uh, I was also fortunate enough to have an awareness of Milestone Comics when it launched the first time. Oh, now, I didn't collect the comics because I was a little, you know what I mean? I was broke. Like, I didn't have the money to collect at the time. But again, mm-hmm. I had an awareness of them and I read some of the issues. Um, <clears throat> there are a ton. Uh, I love Tolkien. I love uh, his world building, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I read the Silmarillion every year. Um, things like that. Those are the things that inspired me. Obviously, uh, Also, you know, my mother's a minister. My mother's an ordained minister. So I do come from a background of being able to what I would like to say is like interpret um, religion and, and Christianity, at least in the form that I was taught, um, being able to interpret that in a way that is um, like non-conforming and, and not oppressive, right? I, I can interpret an idea that I was taught and, and put that on the page. And so that was kind of inspiring as well. And I learned that, I, like I said, through my mother. Um, and those are the things that I've kind of focused on and kind of driven me forward as I do it. Tons of directors, tons of movies. Uh, Hans Zimmer, I say Hans Zimmer, even though he doesn't do, you know, he doesn't write. Mm-hmm. But if if I'm writing myself, I usually have on a Hans Zimmer score or Brian Tyler, one of those guys, because I love that. I think it's inspiring music. I think it gets you going and it has that epic kind of feel. So, I mean, those are the things that I really um, concentrate on and kind of work with as I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's what's up. It's a, a, a real diverse uh, array of muses. I, I, I you know, I, I definitely find, I'm, I'm assuming most writers do, but I definitely find like when I'm getting, when I'm getting stuck on, on something, uh, you know, throwing on some music in the background or kind of help, help inspire you. Now I'm not, a, I'm not as classy and as classical as, as, as you. I throw on some anime <laughs> rap in the background and then, <laughs> Uh, hey, like, that's my uh, that's my happy stuff man honestly yeah. man like if i'm in a bad mood i throw on some anime music some intros yeah. and i'm like oh okay like i get the bop going and yeah <laughs> man I, so yeah i feel you yeah yeah uh so w- w- one thing one thing i learned and you know getting into the the indie comics uh game i think i don't know i think it's maybe been two years now uh so so not not, not a, a real long time but you know you, i think there's this big call for more black representation in just comics and anime and manga and and, and just more black representation uh and you know in fantasy worlds mm-hmm. and when i was dove in and, and got into the indie stuff you know i fortunate enough meet guys like you and uh, you know, Lonzo from Concrete Comics and Danny from, um, you know, Fourth Wall, like I just meet, meeting all of these people who are doing uh, some really, really amazing stuff, right? Like the there's this large call for Black representation and it's already mm-hmm. there. Like it, it's there in the in the indie game, but it's not it's not mainstream, it's not big time. And uh, at a lot of times it doesn't get the support that it should even though it absolutely has the quality of that mm-hmm. mainstream uh stuff so what i'm curious to is what you think uh not necessarily the problem is with that but just like is it is it lack of support from the audience is it lack of you know mark i mean marketing is hard right like mm-hmm. you, you know, business is hard so is it, is it lack of marketing and and uh all of that from the creator side or is it is it on the 
on the on the consumers or what, what, what's been your experience with that honestly i don't think any of those are the case right um and i know this is like a hot debate in our community i've been in this debate um, right. in our community a ton of times um okay so what's mainstream before it's mainstream like nothing and i know that sounds like a crazy question but that's like the truth mm-hmm. nothing is mainstream until it's mainstream before disney started while disney was going broke right before before Steamboat Willie hits as a cartoon, the dude's broke. Uh, Marvel almost had to sell off all its properties, what, 20 years ago now? Because it was bankrupt. DC has had its problems. It bought Fawcett City Comics, you know, years and years ago. Why did Fawcett City Comics go out of business? Because they were broke, right? Um, so when we talk about, I think that there's a, a lens that we view comic books through now, and I realize it's like a $100, billion, $100 million industry, you know, mm. plus now, but like that's now, right? Like that's, but that also takes into account a lot of other things. Comics blow up because of movies, right? The movies are hype. And then, then the comic makes a little bit more money because somebody's like, oh, I want to go back or the TV show or the whatever. So we see a lot of successes and we see a lot of money and we think like, oh man, why am I not there? Why are you not there? You don't have a TV show. You don't yeah. have a movie. Like, yeah. uh, And even if you do, and to be frank right now, even if you do on an independent budget, it's not good. Right. Like the graphics aren't where you want them to be, that this isn't, you know what I mean? We just don't have the capability that Marvel does. We don't have the capability that a big studio does. We don't have the capability that DC does. Even if you don't like their movies, they can still churn out movies that look good and have hundreds of millions of dollars behind them. So when we talk about the audiences there, one, you have to build your own. I do say that it was a little bit easier just a few months ago, just a few years ago, because the algorithms that we work with and social media were a little bit uh, more friendly to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got our content seen more. Um, and, and I benefited from that, uh, concrete comics who you mentioned, I know they benefited from that. I started my journey with concrete comics. So I know, you know, the background, um, uh, of how some of the companies that are in that contemporary field, uh, got where they are, but there is an audience out there, right? Uh, the, the, the African-American, community is you know between the what it it, we bounce between like the fifth and the ninth largest buying economy in the world right Right. like we have a greater gdp than countries a bunch of countries like not like two but a bunch of countries right right again we don't know we don't know of these things until we know of these things and when we do that group that supports those things whatever they are right um wigs and and weaves and whatever right People didn't really know about that. And then the group that supported them because it became like not just a fashion trend, but they were having shows, not, 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 right. Then it became like, the, 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 man, it's a $9 billion market now. And you're like, oh, okay. Because people got aware of it. It's going to take time to get that awareness of it. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the renaissance of black comics is fairly new to people. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people don't know, frankly, um, and I don't think, I think that a lot of people don't know the quality as well. Right. Because that goes into it because you're having parents buy things for their kids. The parents or the adults that are, that, that want to buy comics are already into comics period. So you have parents that want to expose their children to that. And until they learn that it's out there and in the numbers that it is, it, it's gonna, you know, there is a, a piece of uh, stagnation though, but you know, if you're not getting yourself out there, to get people to buy it 
then it's not on them for not spending money. It's you need to get out a little bit more. We can't just sit here and be like, oh, I got a black comic, so people should love it and people should buy it. No, you also need to be good. One, mm-hmm. it needs to be good. Mm-hmm. Two, you got to hustle a little bit. And that is a little bit more difficult. Um, getting visibility out there in general for comics in general is more difficult. But every, okay, so I can tell the difference between when I go to a regular Comic Con and when I go to a black focused Comic Con you know they're there for your material at a Black Focus Comic-Con mm-hmm. or a convention or whatever. And, and they the joy for them to be able to see that, the joy that we didn't get as younger children because there weren't many, if any, right um, at the time. So again, people are, people are definitely wanting for, you know, wanting it, but it's going to take time. Comic-Cons are going on for how many years before they started blowing up? Right, right, right. San Diego yeah. Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con just blew up in the Uh, I think uh, I, I, you you we froze we froze a little bit right right there. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. San Diego uh, Comic Con just blew up. Oh uh, yeah, San Diego just blew up. Right, it's been going on for how many years, and it just really blew up recently. Right, so we've got to give that same time and grace to black centered um, and diverse content. Like it's going to take some time. Like it, it's not going to happen overnight. Success doesn't happen overnight, and for us to think that that's short short-sighted and it to me when people get that way it signals that like you don't actually want to put in the work for this what you want to do is cash in on a craze oh right. i got a comment i got an idea so i want it to blow up right now so then i can sell it and be a movie and then i can be a millionaire that's not the game man the game is doing what you love being passionate about it making a career out of it and you know expanding the entire market for everyone that's that's what the game is yeah that's what's up man it's that de- it's definitely a hustle you definitely got to be willing to get out there and and uh you know, utilizing social media, going out to comic cons. Uh, I said, I blew. I go to coffee shops and, and like set up my table and just, you know, sell yeah. sell sell books to random people at at a at coffee shop. Obviously, I get permission, right? No, I'm, yeah, it's I, just ain't, I ain't trying to tell nobody to go do that and then they get kicked out of <laughs> getting kicked out your local Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, but 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 yeah, it, it's it's definitely a grind, definitely a hustle. And you're right, like like. Uh, I feel like, I mean, I can see the renaissance of, of black fantasy in general. So, you know, like more, more TV shows, uh, you know, and black sand, you, you saw black sands mm-hmm. just got that, that uh, shark tank deal. So, uh, you know, super excited for, for them. And I know you, you on the app, right? You like, I, I was on the app. Wingless okay. comics is no longer on the app. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah uh but black i know black sands is going is is a uh, just a, another example of the pe- people probably like are, are going to see that and think that it was it was an overnight success uh but they've been out there for for a while yeah yeah it's, it's stranger comics is the same there are a ton of them that are like that right yeah. and again you you know content is king and you have to continue putting out things and and again the this is not just limited to black creators this is creators in general especially i think in comics People put out like if you put out a, a single in the music industry, right? You put out a SoundCloud song or whatever. People, you want people to go there, and you're like, oh man, people should like it. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. want people to like it. There's an expectation in comics that when somebody finishes a comic, like everybody should love it. Why didn't y'all buy my comic? <laughs> Why should they buy your comic? Like yeah. it doesn't. It, there's an expectation there um, that I think is a little bit unreasonable sometimes without having done the, the back end. Also. I mean, the stats say that like only 1% of your social media audience 
even back your whatever you're doing, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I got 10,000 people. Like, yeah, 1% of that is going to support you. You know what I mean? And you got to do the work and be in people's faces and be able to scream whatever you got from the room. All right, man. So on the uh, on the topic of audience building, how, how did you go about you know building up your audience, building up building up a market for uh, wingless? Uh, I, I hope, and I'm trying to still you know continue obviously to build mm-hmm. um, that audience. Um, being a this being a visual medium, um, I just try to put out a lot of art. Um, you post something it's maybe the second or third even the fourth time you've posted it but for somebody out there it's the first time they've ever seen it right um so don't be afraid to like repost um and to re-talk about it obviously share your social and every you know every time you post something um i do a lot of um time-lapse videos now time-lapse coloring videos Mm -hmm. um to kind of show my process and show what i'm doing and as i'm learning the um the art of coloring yeah um like I said, it was like the Wild Wild West days when I, you know, I only started maybe what, so Wingless Comics is two years old. Um, I started a year before that. So I've been in the game like three years. Um, the Wild, I, even three years ago, the Facebook was a Wild West. So it was a lot easier again to get into groups and say, hey man, this is what I'm doing. Follow me, check me out, you know, talk to other creators and on and on and on. I, again, the Facebook algorithm isn't as polite to us anymore as it was. Uh, so it's, I feel like that part's a little bit more difficult uh, but you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, just posting and keeping content is keen, keeping the content going, keeping some kind of post going, keeping some kind of visibility going, getting some chats going, being in comic book groups and having like a non-trash opinion about stuff also helps. Mm-hmm. Um, right. uh, yeah. I mean, cause if, if you go in a comic book group or you go into a comic book discussion and you got a trash opinion, who wants to follow you after that? No yeah. one. But if you have an opinion that's like, oh man, that makes a little bit of sense and da, 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 then people are more apt to follow you. Um, because they want to know and get in kind of your headspace. Um, Got to use all the tools at, 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 at your fingertips. One being, um, what you call it right now? TikTok is big, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm on there and I'm TikTok. trying. Like, I'm there, but it's not like really my thing. Um, I feel like you got to like, okay. In order to like really get over on TikTok, like uh, in this kind of field or whatever, you got you to gotta, gotta be like corny but like funny and you got to be all these things right and ah, that ain't really me look so you yeah. again they don't get these time-lapse videos and we don't call it a night yeah, yeah, um, yeah. with a good audio <laughs> clip uh, but you just got to be out there and um one of the things that's hard for me but you still have to do it and i still have to do it i hate being told no i absolutely despise being told no but you have to be ready to accept those no's yeah. because they're going to come yeah. um and, and honestly just just being out there and, and being like a little bit vulnerable honestly because it's something that you care about so deeply but you got to be able to people are going to say no and it's not because they hate you and it's not any reflection on you it's just because they don't want whatever's going on for right. they could have something going on in their life but you got to really just put yourself out there right exactly exactly uh what 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 else what you got coming up next with, with wingless i know you got a you got a lot of stuff you guys got, got a lot of stuff coming out you got a bunch of creators uh yeah. at wingless putting out stuff so what what, what, what you got coming up yeah, so we've got actually the next thing that's going to happen is we're going to have Wingless Plus Day on uh, the 21st. That's Friday. Um, we're going to unveil all of our releases for this year, like what we're going to be doing, what the plans are, some little chats with all the creators. Um, honestly, I have a very, very great creative team. I have Malachi Bailey, who will be releasing her number one um, this year, probably spring slash summer. Uh, 
Brett Hillisham, who is going to be releasing Immortalis number one uh, towards the third quarter of this year. So like September-ish, let's say. Uh, Nightfall three, sorry, Nightfall four and five will be hitting in February. Um, Justice number three and maybe number four will be hitting in April. Uh, Lux number one will be also hitting in April. Uh, we're going to do a sneak peek of a, of a series called Kingdom. That's going to be one of our first manga series. Mm. Um, um, it's going to be Pacific Islander led, uh, Samoan led series. So for me, it's like one of the first I've ever seen where a Samoan character gets to be the lead. Uh, it's written by a very great Samoan um, author and artist, uh, one of my really great friends. So we're going to unveil that. We just got a ton of things coming up, man. We're releasing seven or eight titles this year um, and just kind of, you know, uh, balls to the wall for lack of better words man yeah Just... man that's what's up that that is that's what's up i think uh it sounds like it's gonna be a great year for wingless i think it's gonna be a great year for you know uh for the the the, the renaissance that is black indie comics i think that's amen to that amen to that yeah yeah so to let, let people know where, where where can they where can they find you uh where can they follow you at uh, if they want to go and pick up, you know, uh, Justice One and Two already. Like, where, where, where can they go grab it? Uh, so uh, we're uh, Wingless underscore Comics on both Facebook and Instagram. We are Wingless Entertainment on Twitter. Uh, we are Wingless underscore Comics on TikTok. Uh, follow me because I don't have that many followers on TikTok, y'all. Help <laughs> your boy out. Uh, um, uh, our website is www.winglessent as an entertainment.com. Um, you can pick up the digital issues. You can pick up merch there. Um, we got some freebies on the site. Uh, we're going to be, again, watch out for Wingless Plus Day. We're going to be running a really, really big contest uh, for Wingless Plus Day. So you guys don't want to miss out on that. We're just, again, we're having a ton of fun and we get to, to link up with creators like yourself. And like you said, I think it's going to be a great year. Not Wingless looks to expand the genre. And not only for wingless, right? Like wingless comics is going to be wingless comics. But if we can expand the genre so that we get to see Black Spartans, so that Dark Moon Comics can do its thing, so Concrete can do its thing, so Constant Hustle can do its thing, and Advent Comics and One Three Three R and Webway, like I could just continue naming names, right? right, um, right. Because there are tons and tons of them out there. Um, then that's what we want to do. Also, um, I myself and Malachi Bailey, we are going to be at um, uh, what is it? Black Comics Day in san diego on mm. february 21st um it's uh the third year for black comics fourth year excuse me for black comics day they skipped last year um obviously because of covid because everybody skipped last year right. but black comics day in san diego was coming back uh both of us will be live and direct selling comics having fun having a good time we hope to see you guys there like like you said it's going to be a great 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 year for this renaissance yeah yeah man that's what's up that's what's up uh i, I appreciate you i appreciate just what watching watching your hustle man you you out there uh you know putting out content just on 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 the grind uh you know a, a lot of people like you know, you and danny and um you know uh david crownson you know, yeah oh yeah yeah man a, a, a lot you definitely one of those guys out there that's inspiring me to just you know keep going hard so i i appreciate it appreciate you uh appreciate you coming on man and hey, thank you for having me and i had a blast bro yeah no problem no problem so that does it for another episode of black comic creators hopefully you found a new creator to follow you had a little bit of fun learned something uh, and just enjoy yourself. So, like I said, that's it. Next week, we got 
another new creator, uh, new content dropping every Friday, trying to drop every Friday. Don't, don't, don't hold me to that. Uh, but yeah, new content coming on a consistent basis. If you're interested in learning more about Dark Moon comics, more about the manga that we're releasing, uh, go to darkmooncomics.com. You can find us on social media, Instagram or Facebook at Dark Moon Comics. Uh, check out Black Spartans and make sure you like and subscribe and just follow the podcast and stay tuned for, like I said, new episodes dropping every Friday. Peace.